Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington, and it's another day. And I'm Bill Knight. I did not get that cappuccino yet because, as you know, sometimes as soon as you say you're done, you're yeah. not. Actually, folks, this is his, an addendum to a show that we already recorded. You'll hear the whole show. It's coming up in a second. But this story just came out on the Gateway Pundit. i got to read you the headlines. They all lied, and we have proof. Highly sensitive Department of Justice January 6th documents leaked to the Gateway Pundit. FBI confidential human source infiltrated Proud Boys ran FBI operation on January 6th, reported they were innocent. And they have the texts, and they have the documents in full to prove it. So the FBI was in that crowd, and they were instigating and provoking the crowd to to do what, what they did. Yeah, so that means these hearings now are the perpetration of a lie, and that right. means these these people that are conducting the hearings and the testimonies that are given, I would say they could be in trouble if this story flushes out. They're gonna they're in damage control meetings, sure. I'm sure right now going. What do we do? How do we spend this? How do we turn it around and make the Republicans the bad guys when they're the bad guys? What they got were classified documents. Whoever leaked this to the Gateway Pundit leaked some, quote, highly sensitive documents. A whistleblower has leaked a treasure trove of documents and text messages, some marked highly sensitive to the Gateway Pundit. These documents contain incredible exculpatory evidence proving the Department of Justice was aware that a group of indicted Proud Boys were innocent, yet they prosecuted them anyway. If they did that, what else did they do on January 6th to cause problems? I mean, with your own eyes, you saw the Capitol Hill police opening the doors to the Capitol and standing aside, essentially ushering in people as if the tour was about to start. You might want to get in line. Well, keep in mind, the doors to the rotunda are big, are they brass doors, copper door, whatever they are, they're 20,000 pounds. They open out, not in. They have magnetic locks. So for that door to open, that means somebody demagnetized the locks and hit the open button to sit there and open the doors. And there's, oh, there's a video of the, the guy doing that, but that doesn't go public. So they were invited in, ushered in, they walked in, everything was staged. There is video evidence of that, but you don't see that on these uh, little heartstring uh, videos that you see on TV. And the media talks about five people were killed. Seven people were killed. The only person who was killed on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. She was one of the people who went inside. It was Ashley Babbitt who was killed, and she was killed by a lieutenant in the Capitol Hill Police Force, and it looked so very intentional. We saw it on video. He was standing there. The Capitol Hill Police who were standing, blocking the door, suddenly decided, oh, we should step away now. They stepped mm -hmm. away. Somebody told them, move on, guys, get out of the way. And that lieutenant took aim and shot that lady and killed her dead. And she was the only victim. Yet the media still says, oh, five people died, seven people died. That a couple clowns from the Capitol Hill police testified with tears coming down their face that they were suffering from 
post-traumatic stress. They were having issues with PTSD. What a, what a lot of nonsense. They're telling you all these lies, and you are expected to put aside what you saw with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, you, was she armed? Was she armed? No, she wasn't okay. armed. So they stepped out of the way. He right. fired the gun at her. Yes. Basically, point blank. Yep. Uh, let's see. That's cold-blooded murder. Murder. Absolutely. So if... If, see, now this is the kind of stuff why in the fall, you need to get the Pelosi's and everybody out of there. We need to get to the bottom of it, and we need to reopen that. And that particular Capitol Police officer, he should be brought up. Well, Absolutely, first, on charges. Give him a fair trial. We'll give him a fair trial and look at that again. And if he did do it in cold-blooded murder, you know, well, now, wait a minute. Then there was another, there was an insurrection. Right. But it was not the one that you're being told. I think that we're going to hear a lot more about what's coming out today on the mm -hmm. Gateway Pundit. This is a big story. And like you just said, if it's true and it appears to be, and if all this evidence is what it's supposed to be, it's going to be a game changer for this January 6th committee. Yeah, well, they're going to sit there. Now that's, now, now, that's interesting because that changes everything. Right now, they're holding, they're holding all the cards, even though they're coming out of their sleeves. If they go, well, we're going to indict Trump. That's what we got to do. Let's go ahead and indict him. But this whole thing is a sham. Then, boy. I think it's going to be a game changer. I think this is, this is news. I don't know where it came from. Whoever gave the gateway pundit this information uh is a patriot well they're going to go after that person that person's going to have a mark in their head but you know but have you wondered why the guy in the in the the guy who leaked the document at the at the supreme court exactly that's been, where i was going has never been announced we've never found out who this guy yeah, was that's exactly where i was yep. going you know and i had a big thing uh, that i'd like to do but we can do it tomorrow on uh, the abortions and, you know, something I tipped my hat to you on that kind of opened your eyes a little bit and surprised you a little bit about the yeah. abortion pill, something we can talk about tomorrow. Yes. That they're not telling you. That's true. It's going to be an, another interesting show tomorrow. We'll have more, an update on this story that just came out literally like 10 minutes ago. And uh, we'll also have that story. And of course, I'm sure tons of other things will be coming. We're halfway up to the midterms and now everything is going to come out and you're going to see a lot of activity and some of it's not going to be pretty. Of course, there was the other story we were talking about in our tease over the weekend. That was the arrest of Donald Trump. Is that a possibility? You probably heard this. If you haven't, it's uh, a fascinating story. There is a rumor going around in Washington that the October surprise is going to be the arrest of Donald Trump. And I thought, that can't be. I mean, there has to be something that they're making up just trying to depress us. But I got a clip here from Lee Smith, an investigative journalist and author, very successful, and Julie Kelly. Both of these people are hardline reporters. They are down the middle. They don't really lean side to side. They try to be honest reporters and get the facts. 
and they're known for that in D.C. They're one of the very few. Anyway, it's worth listening to what they had to say, Bill. Listen. We are heading toward a cliff, and in particular, Julie, we talked before about uh, we think what's going to happen is that they're going to try to put Donald Trump in handcuffs. This would certainly be uh, quite an October surprise, and we certainly anticipate Democrats are not just going to fold up for this election, even though, you know, even though everyone is talking about an enormous red wave, it's not like the Democrats are just going to say, yeah, I guess we really screwed up with inflation and, uh, you know, and an and, and energy crisis. So good luck. Sorry, uh, Republicans, you win. They're going to do something. Will trying to arrest Donald Trump be the heart of this? Yes, I mean, I think you and I have talked about this. Um, yeah. This could be this very well. I believe will be the October surprise. But I know what you raised to me is that this will sort of foment more mini insurrections that they will call. Um, And they will, again, try to foment unrest. Right just like they did in 2020 on the other side. But they're going to say, see, look at these cultists. They don't care if Donald Trump is guilty of conspiracy or obstruction of an official proceeding or or starting a coup or any of the ridiculous things, accusations that they're making. The uh, outrage and uprising on our side will be condemned. Um, It will not be reported as justified, which of course it will be. So this will be their next election trick. And you're right. They're not just going to lay down now and say, okay, well, Republicans take the House. I mean, we just saw this week Adam Schiff's amendment related to trying to cover up information coming out of the military. They were improperly used for domestic law enforcement purposes. Um, So they just have so many tricks up their sleeve. You're right. They're not just going to hand the House and Senate over to to Republicans. I I just can't imagine what this country will look like um, if they attempt to put handcuffs on a former president, right? At that at that point, uh, at that point, the transition from constitutional republic to third world security state is just too profound. And it's not like they're going to be hiding this, right? Like the like what went on January sixth, they will make this as public as possible. Mm-hmm. What they did to Roger Stone, what they. Uh, what they did to Peter Navarro, the idea that they're going to try to go after Donald Trump in the same way, this will have profound effects on the fabric of this country. I believe so too, and it should be. And you know what, maybe, maybe Lee, this will be the moment where people, including Republican leaders who want to bury their head in the sand about right. what's happening related to January 6th, maybe this will be the wake-up call. They see the FBI. It's not like yeah. they're going to let Donald Trump turn himself in. They are going to make this as theatrical as they possibly right. can. Right. Furthermore, the charges are complete garbage. Conspiracy to to do what? Conspiracy to expose all of the unlawful uh, election practices in numerous states? Obstruction of what official proceeding? I mean, that's such a shaky. Actually, that is going up to the appellate court in D.C., so there could be some movement there. But this is a total, these are bogus charges. It's not like these are serious criminal charges. Um, and so I think that will infuriate people even more. I can't imagine them trying to uh, put handcuffs on President Trump, but that would be, I would think, their ultimate visual for October. Well, yeah, I I think they're heading uh, to do that. You know, the, the question is, well, what's Merrick going to do? Well, he's taking, oh, I don't know, I'm taking my time, got to figure this one out. Mm. But he's being coddled and coaxed to do it. 
everything is all jousting and positioning mm -hmm. to where they're going to do what they're going to do. And of course the, the little sycophants out there go, yeah, put them in an orange suit, put them away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that's what it's about. What it is about, number one, is uh, deflection and manipulation for the midterms, because we do know they're going to try to steal. Uh, that's number one. Number two, they indict him. Uh, as I recall, that would probably take his chances of running. Uh, what they want to do is they didn't get to impeach him. Well, they impeached him, but it was proven wrong, and that can't stop anything. But uh, anything uh, other than like an indictment or to actually lock him up, that would prevent him from running. He uh, spoke in Anchorage on Saturday. It was a packed house. The arena that he spoke in broke records. I mean, this is an arena where all these rock bands perform in Anchorage. They go mm -hmm. up and they'll do a right. show. And, Big place. Yeah. He broke the record on Saturday night because not only was the arena filled, but there were twice as many people outside in the parking lot with big screens listening to him. So about 150,000 people. Amazing. He was exciting to listen to. I've seen him and people say, well, he says the same old thing. He says some things over and over again, but he does a lot of ad libbing and his ad libbing is quite interesting. Another thing that I should point out between that speech on Saturday and uh, today, right now, he gave Steve Bannon a waiver to testify. He waived executive privilege, and he said, Steve, go ahead. You can speak in front of the uh, the committee. And so Bannon's lawyer sent a, a letter to the January 6th committee saying, okay, we'll speak, set a date where he can do it publicly. Now this, I believe, is going to be a massive mistake on the part of the January 6th committee because Bannon is a passionate, articulate fighter who won't just sit there and give them the gobbledygook that they want to hear. But here's what they're going to do. I already smell the left. You can smell their breath at, before they open their mouth. They're going to sit there. The cameras will be there. They'll be rolling, mm -hmm. but it won't be live. They will not do it live because that well, then won't, he won't benefit see, them. He wants it live. He wants it well, live. Well, they'll, they'll lie to him about it being live. Something will happen while the cameras went down, but we got to get this now. You're sworn in. You got to do it. And then they can take it and edit it because everything on the January 6th hearing, friends, go back and check for yourself. Everything is edited and coddled to sit there and tug at your heartstrings. In other words, they're playing you as a puppet. They're going to march you right off the cliff. Mm -hmm. This is all, uh, well, the initials are BS. I can't imagine that Bannon would even testify if it wasn't live. All he would have to do, one of his, his aides will walk in the back room and lean over and say, uh, you're not on, uh, Steve. It's not live. And Steve will say, based on our agreement that it be carried live, uh, I will defer my testimony until you have this technical problem resolved. That's all he has to say. What are they sure. going to say? No, I don't well, know. They'll, they'll do something. They, they want to lock him up too. They, any, That's any, true. anybody of, uh, you know, I don't even like to say conservative anymore. Anybody that supports patriotism in the constitution, mm -hmm. things that they want to trample over. I mean, we had a pre podcast discussion where I talked about the constitution. It was the liberal left 
pre-Civil War that sat there and said, Constitution's outdated. We don't need it. Of course, oh. then we had the Civil War, and blacks got a lot of freedom in that in that Civil War. Although, well, that liberal left defanged it like you wouldn't believe blacks had no rights, you know? What people don't understand, you made a very good point. Right after the Civil War, the blacks got an incredible amount of freedom. They were mm -hmm. welcomed into government. We started, we even had some some representatives in Congress who were black. That People don't realize this, but then the Ku Klux Klan came around and started terrorizing the South. You know, Lincoln was not there to 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 have a strong a strong but loving hand. That's he wanted to embrace the South and welcome them in but make sure they understood that things were going to change. Johnson who came in Andrew Johnson was a weak some say drunk who didn't really pay a lot of attention and didn't really care about what happened with the South. It was obvious. And so you had the South, it started out strong after the Civil War, and then with the Ku Klux Klan and uh, the, the carpetbaggers went down there and took control of the industry in the South, and it just destroyed the growth of freedom for the slaves in the South. And then when guys like Woodrow Wilson came along, oh boy. people don't realize this, but Woodrow Wilson was a real bigot. He was a real bigot. He, uh, there were blacks in the military who were doing well until he got into office. Then he got them all out. Well, let's 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 uh, explore that briefly. Woodrow Wilson. He was a progressive. Mm -hmm. He was a Democrat. Right. He was a liberal, and uh, you could say a socialist. Now, with he's the one uh, that argument I had with somebody, a former colleague of mine, that I totally ticked off and. Uh, well, he'll never help you in your career. Well, guess what? <laughs> you don't need him. I, I, I don't need him, and I don't care about that career anymore. Yeah. You know, so he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but he's a, a bleeding rebel. He tried to school me on what uh, the uh, new world liberalism is. Yeah. Well, that was Woodrow Wilson. It didn't come after World War II. It was Woodrow. And Woodrow and his elite buddies, there were like 97 of them, but... They sat there. Go ahead. You know what he wanted to start? He wanted to start something called the League of Nations, which was the forerunner to the United Nations. Right, which is part of what I was talking about, that 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 new uh, liberal world or the, the liberal world order that yeah. he did. It basically said that black people are stupid, you're stupid, I'm stupid, the general public's stupid. It's got to be academia. Uh, the the scholars of the world and the rich that run it, and he was laying out the foundation basically three tiers to sit there and set up a new world order. So it's had different names and uh, you know incantations throughout the years. The Bilderberger Society, it's just a gathering of rich people talking about things. These were the kingmakers of the world, which is why Bill Clinton went there, Hillary went there, thinking she was going to be Madam Queen. And it didn't yeah. happen. We upset that apple cart. Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal was a re-ignition of this liberal world order. So, friends, the Democratic Party and the liberal leadership forever has been trying to get this one party, one government, all world order thing going. And you look at World War One things that had happened, World War II things that had happened. 
and you look at things now that are happening, but you know, we want to be the United Nations. Well, it's gotta be just one rule, one, everything's global. Yeah, the Bill Gates love that. I think they are convinced that a global war will bring that uh, one world order to, mm -hmm. to bear sooner. The reason, the, the big thing that stopped Woodrow Wilson was he had a stroke. He had a stroke, and when he had a yeah. stroke... Uh, we would be a different country now. They wanted to do away right. with the Constitution. You know, and that Declaration of Independence, you could wipe your rear end with that and well, flush it down the toilet. Well, did you hear that in, in the... Uh, was it the Library of Congress? One of the government organizations put a disclaimer, a disclaimer on yeah. the Constitution saying that there were some words in the Constitution that were inappropriate for all people to read. In the Constitution, this was the liberal left trying to diminish and, and minimize our Constitution. All right. Now this, everything we said is true. You can check that and look it up yourself. I encourage you to do so. But if your blood is boiling, you got goosebumps, you're mad. Right. You're starting to really get mad. Well, one of the things I've noticed, liberal people sit there, they organize, they rally together. It could be a small group, but they make it look big. But conservatives, they're passive. They just go, I don't want to do deal with confrontation. If it's getting you mad, do something. Share the share at least that this portion of the show with a friend and get other people active and get involved. It's your party, friends, that are tearing down the democracy. So if they were to put Donald Trump in cuffs, in your opinion, what do you think would happen? Well, there was a song once. Uh, there were two versions of it. <laughs> this is the disc jockey in him coming out. Yeah. There, everything Say has a song. A revolution. <laughs> uh, well. Put Trump in cuffs. Yeah. I, I, See I, what? <laughs> thank you, <laughs> yeah. John Lennon. Um, no, I'm not John Lennon, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I, know. I don't think, well, I'm going to. Here's I'm gonna, the thing. Do they want a revolution? Does the left want us to have a revolution? Do they absolutely. want us to have absolutely riots? Yeah, I think because, so. Because, you know, you sit there. Two things, two narratives, and this was a narrative that when we had a, not you and I, but when we were, when I was programming talk in, in the 90s, we talked about the, the angry white male mm -hmm. because, and it's not that he's a radical or, uh, you know, all, all of this, you know, he's white, he's angry, rah, rah, rah. There's a reason why the country has abandoned him. And. I heard the narrative today. What's that guy's name? Matthews. It's on uh, MSNBC. Chris Matthews. Uh, no, uh -huh. uh, it's it's one of the guys. He had somebody on. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's MSNBC. I mean, they're all jerks. But anyway, <laughs> either way, he was sitting there. He was calling weapons these weapons of murder, these uh, assault weapons of murder. So they were vilifying guns, right? And then they said. And these angry white males. All right. Angry white males. You're sitting there vilifying a group. So that means any young man, any young man, let's say under 30, you're an angry white male. Why are you angry? Why? What's making you angry? Let's find that out. Is there something that's happening? Well, first of all, I think they're saying it. They're saying it loosely without thought. I don't think that 
there's a large swath of the American population not. that are that are angry. We're upset with what the left is doing to our country, but right? We're, but we're not uh, irrational or violently angry. When I hear them say a, a white terrorist group, uh, I cringe because in our country, within the past two years, show me a white terrorist group. They they keep pointing to Charlottesville, Charlottesville, mm-hmm. Virginia. That was a minor, small group of people that caused the problem. It wasn't all of Charlottesville. President Trump said something down there, and they kept they took a snippet of what he said, and they hammered that snippet. He he, he said uh, something along the lines of, uh, th- "There are some good people on both sides." He said, but what he continued to say was. But those who are who are white supremacists who caused the problem should be dealt with. I mean, he was, but they only took the little snippet saying there are good people on both sides, and they extrapolated that. They made it to be the issue, the point he was trying to make, and it wasn't the point he was trying to make. The thing is, they want us to be at each other's throats. Right. They want violence. They will start violence in the street. With Antifa, because then they give, that gives them the authority to take they away will, guns. But they will point to the group in the street. The media will say white anarchists. They will talk mm-hmm. about them as being from the right. Trust me, if they are Antifa, they will be from the left. They will be from the left. And they will have marching orders from people similar to uh, George Soros. Maybe not specifically, but he'll be helping to fund them. Do you ever wonder where these people and these organizations all have the same black scarves, all have the same black uniforms, they the same baseball caps. Who funds all of this stuff for the, for the left? Well, you've heard of the Boy Scouts? These are the Soros Scouts. They get, they get their little yeah. uniform and they earn their badges. I mean, come on, friends, wake up and, and take a good look at what's going on. And I believe a lot of people know, but they don't want to do anything you know, if you can't sit there and let your country slip through your fingers at some point in time, you got to fight for it. You know, in World War II, they took, uh, when the, when the Japan took out Pearl Harbor, they thought that was it. We were going to cut a deal and yeah. surrender. Yamamoto, no. you hear what Yamamoto said, right? He yeah. said, he said he went to school in this country and he said, we should never attack the mainland United States because there'll be a gun behind every blade of grass, meaning that we were an armed nation and that we defend ourselves. And they know that in Washington, and that's why they want to take our guns away. They want to that's take right. our guns away because if we have no guns, we have no power. We can't stand up for our rights. We can't be defiant. If they can, they will try to arrest Trump before the November elections. Now, he didn't make any comment or make, make any, any uh, remarks about that on Saturday night. Nobody else that I have seen has really talked about it, except for a few people in, in D.C., like Julie Kelly and Lee Smith. But they, they're smart people, and they shouldn't be dismissed. Many times they're ahead of the curve by two or three weeks, these same people. They'll be mm-hmm. talking about something. They'll be talking about something which isn't really a, a news item yet. Two or three weeks before it becomes a major news story. I guarantee, though, when you hear it on NBC, MSNBC, they got their marching orders, and that means it's about to go down. They're going to try to pull this one off, and it's going to be ball in your court 
you know, you've got to decide what you're going to do. Well, because, and I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you this, where we go from this point forward is very scary. I mean, and Trump realizes what's going on. And I think in the back of his mind, he's got to be sitting there going, you know, I'm a target. You look at, at, uh, Abby and what happened there. Yeah. Um, uh, I was showing somebody the video of, uh, I call it Trump force one, his, his beautiful airplane. Yeah. They redid it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I may post that on our website, but it's, it's beautiful. And, and there was a little tease on one of the videos about 2024, but it's a beautiful plane. And a friend of mine said, boy, I'd really love to ride in that plane, but I wouldn't do it if, if, if he gave me a seat on it because he's got a target on him. Yeah. He doesn't, I'm I'm sure he doesn't have the defenses on that airplane that they have on air force one. They have, they have anti-missile defenses, things like that on air force one that he just can't have on his own personal airplane. So there are issues I would imagine. I don't know whether he always flies on his own plane. Sometimes you got to wonder whether he uses it as a decoy uh, because of the danger. He's going to the Abe funeral, or he plans to anyway. I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, the guy's got courage. I mean, two days after Abe is assassinated, he's in front of a crowd of 50,000 people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, another big story is the border. Uh, oh, yeah. Governor Abbott was on television with Maria Bartiromo. They talked about the numbers of people crossing the border. You got to hear this because you don't hear this from very many sources. Uh, let me just give you the numbers that were provided by the Biden administration. They they predicted uh, that after the elimination of these policies, uh, we should have about 18,000 people coming across the border illegally per day. Uh, uh, extrapolate that for an annual basis. You're going to have more than 6 million people coming across the border a year. To put this in context, the largest city in the state of Texas is Houston. We will have about one Houston coming across the border in Texas every year. It took more than 100 years to create Houston. Now we will be adding in Houston every year. This is outrageous. Wow. And there's a reason why Americans are so angry about the Biden administration's approach to the border. Think about that, folks. They're not saying this to us. They're not, it's not just so many people, like 18,000 a week or whatever it is. They're talking about 6 million illegals coming across our border every year. Of course, you know what the uh, the border czar had to say about that. He, he's he's flame throwing. Yeah, she's yeah. the one that's pouring the can of gas she's, in her head. She's amazing. Holding the match. Yeah. Has she yet gone down to the border itself? She's no, been the czar since January. No, she doesn't have to. I mean, she can sit there and uh, stay uh, wherever she is and make word salads all day. A couple of interesting other things. Those people are going to go to states like Massachusetts. Where they'll get a license, and when they have a license, what will they be able to do? Oh, they get to vote. Yeah, yeah because, yeah, see, that's the other thing, voter registration. And they want to sit there and make it easy for them. you got a license, you can vote. If you can vote, you can vote Democrat. And if you vote Democrat, we win. Woo! Woo-hoo for us, we are so good. We're so smart. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. I, I think that we're on the verge of something happening major. I don't know whether it's the... Uh, arrest of President Trump. I'm unsure as to whether the Democrats would be so foolish. I mean, I think they want to, but I don't. I think they have meetings. Okay, if we arrest them, they are playing a winner-take-all game of chess. But 
you know, I, I actually believe right now, uh-huh. if they're going to do it, they got to do it before the midterms, because right now, uh, even though it's built on a lie, they, they've, they've taken some pieces off the chat, uh, the chessboard. They've moved some pieces when you weren't looking and it's check soon to be checkmate. And that's not a pretty game to, to be in, you know, they're, they're cheating. And they want to continue to cheat. Another thing that Biden is doing in his entire administration, every one of them, they must have marching orders. No matter what the reality, everything you say in front of the press has got to be positive. We don't care whether it's a lie or not. It has to be positive. Uh, Case in point, Corrine Jean-Pierre talked about the economy on Friday. When you look at inflation, when we look at where we are economically, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. Do you hear what she said? (laughs) We're in the strongest place than we've ever been in history or something along those lines. I mean, she's delusional. All right. Let me give you an example. Yeah, yeah. And we're happy about it, too. Like, let's see, I, uh, you know, it was Sunday yesterday. I decided to go to Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Two burritos, two tacos. Yes. A large, what was it, whatever they call that, that, that thing my son got, the uh, the blast. And, and I got their little freeze thing that was a mango freeze, mm-hmm. the regular size. Guess how much it costs? 20 bucks. Try $35. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, $35, well, listen, this would have been $12 Here's what just Joe, a few months ago. Here's what Joe on Friday had to say about the economy. Listen, since it took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began <laughs> in 2013. I'm sorry. More more Americans feel financially comfortable. Yeah. Anybody take a hit in the stop the stock market? Oh, I mean, I got I got to ask you. Who the here. hell are they talking to? I have no idea. He, I mean, geez. He must have been told no matter what is going on in the reality, right? Ignore it and lie. Lie. And, and make it and do it right into the camera. So some some doofus out there will believe you. But most Americans aren't believing because this morning, uh, I believe he's of the lowest approval rating of any president in history. As of I mean, he's morning. down to like 10 points. He could, and when he falls below that single digits, he should go dig. He should get the shovel and dig his own hole and jump in. The other thing is this. They're starting to talk more and more about the uh, Hunter Biden situation. And I have a hard time even paying attention because the media is starting to make it sound like it's a news story. They're starting to make it sound like, we, hey, we just discovered this. Of course they did. And this was out in October of 2020. But are, are they going to use it as a distraction? Because they're not, you know, th- they're going to protect Joe at all costs unless they can figure out a way around Joe. If they can figure out a way around him, they'll take Hunter and Joe down and then still move their agenda forward. This is not about Joe. This is not about Hunter. It's about a liberal agenda. Mm. He was speaking at another uh, press presser on Friday before he ran off to Delaware, and he was looking into the teleprompter, and he read everything on the prompter. Listen. The power 
It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another way of saying that you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. I don't think the court, or for that matter, the Republicans. If he wasn't so dangerous, and if he wasn't destroying our country like he's destroying it, he'd be funny. Because he said the line, end of quote, which is a direction on the teleprompter, mm -hmm. and then they had in parentheses, repeat the line. That's a stage direction. That was for him alone, right? But he read it like it was part of the script. And the guy behind them, there was Carmela to uh, his right, and she looked numb. She looked like she was uh, in, a, oh, in a, any any other place but there, right? And but the guy uh, to his left behind him kind of chuckled when he screwed up. I'm sure he's going to hear about it later on. Like you got to keep a straight face. He does this a lot. End of quote. Repeat the line. Holy smokes! He yeah, because he could have played it off. Oh, that was a joke, friends. Yeah, Two weeks yeah. later, he was in Delaware, and I guess he did a. He stopped on his bicycle, and, and uh, he had his bicycle helmet on. You know how they make you look kind of foolish? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, I guess I shouldn't be doing an interview with uh, with you guys uh, with this hat on. I look kind of foolish. And one of the sycophant reporters said, no, Mr. President, you look fine. The media are lap dogs. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Remember when he was running and he goes into an ice cream store? And instead of asking him a, an important question when he had the opportunity, they asked him, uh, what flavor you have, Mr. Pre Mr. Vice President? He was vice president. He was former vice president at the time. <laughs> and he, oh, I like chocolate and vanilla, you know? You know, Tony Sirica died. Tony Sirico, the uh, guy who played Paulie Walnuts on The Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was... He was an interesting and, and really good character, but the problem I had finding audio was that everything out of his mouth was, was, was an obscenity, you know? So the, every clip you find about Paulie Walnuts, he's saying, hey, you know, he'd, he'd use every... Well, what do you expect from a guy called Paulie Walnuts, yep. you know? Uh... But you I, know, he's, he's going to have some colorful language. I did, I did find a couple of clips that were kind of cute. Here's one clip where he walks, he walks up to two older women in, I guess, the building he grew up in. Listen. Look how you've grown up, Paulie. I know. I don't understand. When I was a kid, you two were old ladies. Now I'm old, and you two are still old. So how's Chuggy doing anyway? You still teaching? When I was a kid, you were two old ladies. Now I've gotten older, and you're still two old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Paulie Walnut. And then... Tony Soprano is in the hospital. He's been shot, and he's really, he's got all these things on him. He's, he's unconscious, and his daughter is walking uh, uh, Paulie into the room. The main thing, when people come to sit with Dad, the doctors want positive talk if it helps in his recovery. Got it. Oh, my God. He looks terrible. <laughs> She says the main thing as she's walking mm -hmm. in the hallway is the doctors want positive talk. Don't get them upset. And he says, got it, got it. So they walk a few more steps. They walk into the room and he says, oh, Marone, he looks terrible. <laughs> Paul, Uncle Paulie. 
Yep, that's him. Uh, you got to love it. But anyway, he he was a character, and I guess he was a character in real life. Tony Sirico was uh, he was a guy he kind of find, found acting later on. When he was a younger guy, he was sort of tied up with uh, gangs and the mob, and uh, he spent some time in jail. So when he when he had the part of uh, Paulie Walnuts, he had some real life experience to draw upon. But he will be missed. Now he now we've lost uh, James Gandolfini and we've lost uh, Tony Sirico. So that's did we lose uh, James Caan too? No, James. That's right, James Caan. Yeah, another uh, great actor died uh, about three days ago. Yeah, uh, he was. I think he was eighty-two. Um, yeah, really good actor. He. He was in the original Godfather. I think he was in all the Godfathers, wasn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. He was a, a f- phenomenal actor. We've lost James Caan. We've lost two other. We lost someone else. Uh, a, another good actor who was in uh, Wise Guys. Uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, I'll think of it after the show. But, I'm terrible with names, so don't ask me. I mean, James Caan was a. You know, I really had to pull that one out of my hat. But yeah. you know, uh, we've lost a number of people. Of, have passed recently uh, uh, that were stars. And uh, I wish I could think of that guy's name. Okay, Bill, I just off the top of my head found the answer. <laughs> what they'll never know is that, you're right, that was an edit point. It was Ray Liotta, <laughs> Ray Liotta was the actor that I couldn't think of. And, and I was not about to let the show end, uh, leaving our audience hanging, if you know what I mean. So... Uh, we lost Ray Liotta. We lost James Caan. We lost uh, Tony Sirico. We we lost so many uh, talented people recently. Now it's interesting. the The genre that they played in was all the same, and they always say they go in threes. Hmm. So you you say that something uh, something nefarious. There's a big production yeah. going on up yes. up uh, up up in the heavens. They're, they're shooting Godfather Seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Godfather and company go to. Heaven or something, you know. Yeah. The yeah. Godfather yeah. at the Pearly Gates being filmed. Yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, the Dark Angel Committee or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we can talk about the uh, the Trump thing some more later this week when I have more information. Hopefully, that's just a uh, a rumor and they don't do. But I do think they're going to try to they're going to try to hurt Trump. They're going to try to uh, mess up his life as much as they can. I think Liz Cheney doesn't even care about her. She she literally has thrown away her career. I think. Yeah, um, I, I think she's done. Well, I don't know. She's trying to she's trying to build herself as a Democratic Republican, you know. She doesn't want to give up the Republican ticket. Don't worry, Liz. You don't have to worry about that. We're going to give you up. <laughs> yes. She's May asking. Well jump off the ship now. She's asking Democrats in, in Wyoming to, to change party for a day and vote as a Republican for her. Yeah, right. For the, uh, that's for the primary in August. I think she's. I think she's toast. I really do. I think she's. Yeah, I do she, too. How can somebody who had a promising career throw it away? Why would they do that? I think they would do that because they've been promised. They've been promised something on the other side that will be even more lucrative for them down the road. You know, I gotta wonder uh, in the uh, in the primaries how uh, the makeup of uh, the landscape would have changed if. Uh, you could cross party vote in the primaries and you can in some states but not all right i don't want to be in a party i personally right. i personally would like to be an independent and vote for the the right person 
The fact that so many right people are on the right, in my opinion, that's just the way it is for me. But I don't like being a member of a party per se because I, it's, it's, it's let me down so many times. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of things I could imagine and think of, but we don't, even though we have time, we're, we're not going to go into that long debate. Right. Hey, listen, uh, we got, we're going to do this again tomorrow. So if you like today, you'll love tomorrow too. Okay. Uh, we'll find out more stuff. Uh, it's a Monday. You know, there'll be uh, a lot of news. Monday always brings you a pile of different news stories that, uh, that are breaking. So, you know, we'll have a lot of things to talk about. Hopefully you tell your friends about it's another day too. We're, we're on mm-hmm. a couple of other new platforms. You, uh, you a pod chaser, I guess. And pod chaser. And player we're FM. On. Player FM. I know yeah. that, uh, iTunes is coming. Pandora is possibly coming because we're not on that, but we should be. Um, there's a couple of others and I can't remember them all. And we're looking for more because, uh, you know, I was looking strong and hard at the numbers this weekend. Actually, they're, they're pretty good. So that's because a lot of smart people are finding our program. That's right. (laughs) Tell your friends, will you? Also, if you want to call us and you have a question or you want to add to the show, it's 833-583-6060. If you can't remember that, you haven't got a pencil. Just go to our website. Our website yeah. has all that information, right? Yeah, it's anotherday.com. You can send us, in, uh, you can do an email to us too. Mail, M-A-I-L, at itsanotherday.com. So no matter how you slice it, you can get in touch if you so desire. You can slice it, you can dice it, but it's still the same program. It's anotherday.com. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Let's do it again tomorrow. Have a good uh, day. We will. I'm out for a cappuccino. Oh, that sounds good. I'll go with you. Yeah. Come on over.